podcast today's pagan pop culture for the modern witch i'm your host devin hunter and you are listening to the pagan radio network um we do not have rowan tonight or today or depending on what time you're listening to this um she took the the week off to uh well celebrate her birthday and it wasn't exactly the whole week we usually record on thursdays and thursday just happened to be her birthday um so i gave her the the week off and so you're stuck with me just like it was back in the day before the Rowan. Um, and I have to do it, tell you, it is it is kind of weird to be doing the show by myself. It feels kind of lonely. But um, that's only because I'm totally used to Rowan and Rowan kicks ass. So yeah, so Rowan, you're missed when you listen to this. Just just know that you are missed. Um, so yes, yeah, so everyone else, you, you're totally stuck with me. And uh, I'm going to be playing you my full moon playlist because I thought uh, there is no chance in, in Tartarus that anybody wants to listen to me lecture about um, ecstatic witchcraft or any of those other things. So um, I'll be sharing some stuff with you throughout this episode. Uh, but as far as, you know, a, a full chunk of a segment that is... Um, a, a droning lecture that's not going to happen because I love you too much. Um, and when Rowan comes back on, then we can do more of that stuff. Um, but in the meantime, uh, this week, we've got some some really great stuff that's actually going to be happening. Um, so actually, when you tune in next week, um, you're going to be listening to a very special episode of the Modern Witch Podcast. Um, Kellyana will be on to drop her new CD. We're going to be counting down our top um, Kellyana songs from her previous albums and um, even listening to some of her favorite music and then we're going to be um, releasing a brand new single off of her new album so it's going to be really really cool and uh, I'll definitely keep everyone abreast of that if you haven't already um, checked into the Modern Witch magazine I highly highly recommend it and that's not just because it's it's a magazine that I helped create. It's because it's a good magazine. Um, all of the reviews so far have been very, very glowing. And that's that's always, of course, a wonderful thing to hear because, oh, my goodness, the amount of work that went into that magazine. Um, and again, if you if you follow the show and you listen, you you know, the the hair that was being pulled and the, the teeth that were just shattering. Um but all is well now. And so, um, yeah, so, and it's out and people are loving it and people are sending us great feedback. Um, even had one really, really awesome fan, John Hyatt, um, who took a, a picture of him reading the magazine in his cloak and it looks very, very nice. It was very, very just beautiful, um, as, as the, as the artist, um, to see somebody really living, um, kind of what we're talking about in the magazine. So John, you made my day and you made Rowan's day with that for sure. Um, 
but yeah, so all the copies are out now. If you're interested, go to modernwitchmag.com and uh, you can order your copy there. If you're interested in writing for the next issue of Modern Witch Magazine, we are planning on releasing it uh, at midsummer. And so the deadline for new submissions um, is, is April, or rather May 1st. So you're looking at Beltane. And uh, the specific thing that we're going to be um, kind of focusing on is uh, rites of passage. And so we're going to be paying attention to education and where you can go as a modern witch um, to get uh, more of an advanced education. I know a lot of us are, are so over the 101. We're ready for something new. And so um, Rowan and I are taking a special look into some of the different um, you know, long distance and in-person trainings that are happening around the United States and the world. Um, and that information will be in the magazine. So really excited about that. Um, David Salisbury is going to write a really wonderful piece um, talking about the, the kind of the regime change between an older um, leadership and a newer leadership and some of the things that we're seeing uh, develop in our community because of that. So uh, we've got that. We've got all kinds of spells and all kinds of rituals and all kinds of good stuff um, coming your way as well. And so I'm really excited about this this next issue of Modern Witch Magazine. And um, if you've been following us on Facebook, we've been having a discussion with the listeners and with the people who are who are purchasing the magazine. And we have been trying to figure out how we can make it a little bit more cost effective because we are perfectly aware um, that $25 for a magazine is, is a whole lot of money. Um, and you have to understand a lot of that comes down with the way that it's printed and it's not just a flimsy little magazine it's 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 actually like a paperback book um but big and so we're we're we can only do so much and i know that you guys can only do so much so we're in the process right now of seeing how we can keep the the full color and keep the um the artistic stuff that that went into the magazine as a lot of you have responded that you liked that so so yay um so we're trying to keep that but also keep it economical for folks so do stay tuned if you're somebody who have been, if you've been kind of dancing around the idea of should I purchase this, should I not purchase this, stay tuned. Ask your friends, um, see what people have been saying. I know we've already had uh, one person email us and tell us that they lent the they lent it out, and now they have to order a new copy because the person refuses to give it back. So that's awesome. Like we we, we love all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, so please 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 um, think about that as you're you know you're coming into this new year, you're coming into the new you, maybe you need a new magazine i don't know just an idea um so aside from modern witch magazine and all the awesomeness that that uh, that is um, i did want to share with you some of the stuff that's going on in the pagan community right now um, most kind of at least the forefront of my brain is the really great stuff that jason pitzel waters is doing right now and if you follow pagan radio or you follow the wild hunt you definitely know who jason is um but he's he's somebody who's done a lot of really great work to help us kind of bridge gaps within the pagan community and and i think the first gap that he really tackled um was giving us a well, a real news source, uh, which became the Wild Hunt. And, um, and then, of course, he's got Darker Shit of Pagan, um, which is his uh, his podcast that's more music-centered, 
um, always has great music on there. And of course, he's kind of the, the big guy for the Pagan Newswire Collective. That's That was his baby. Um, and so now he's got the Wild Hunt podcast. And one of the things that he's tackling with this is uh, to give our the, the pagan scholars an avenue to actually communicate with the pagan community. Um, because you know that once you become a scholar, you kind of end up pulling yourself away um, and just, de- you know, dedicating your life to your study. And uh, if you're out there and you're a pagan and you've, you know, you're living the life, then of course, um, you know, it, you're not always going to be, uh, you know, reading books about ancient history and things like that. So. Jason has done a lot of really great work to help kind of bridge the gap um, between us and our scholars. And so um, if you haven't taken a listen to it already, definitely check out the Wild Hunt podcast. Um, he's doing some really great work. So please, please, please do definitely check that out. Um, and yeah, and there seems to be some of the, one of the other things that's going to be coming up kind of throughout the next couple of months. Um, you're probably going to hear Rowan and I talking a lot about uh, the Lenormand cards, which are a French form of cardomancy. Um, They're about 150 years old, and um, they're kind of experiencing this little bit of a resurgence. And so uh, we're definitely going to be talking about that in future episodes. Um, And uh, right now, I actually, I just finished taking a really great um, e-course in the Lenormand cards. And I had seen them when I was younger, but they just look like playing cards to me, Um, of course, you know. And uh, now that I'm older and kind of taking a look back as a tarot reader, um, as somebody who, you know, on a daily basis, I'm, I'm seeing people um, to do that kind of work. And so seeing this new, where this new old, rather, system kind of come up and uh, have a little bit of a renaissance, it's been really, really interesting. So if you're a cardomancer, if you're into reading cards of any kind, um, check out the Lenormand uh, system. It's, it's really interesting. It's It's definitely a predicative uh, or predicative Um, and so you can actually sit uh, with your client and predict things and and it's a little easier to do than it is with tarot Um, so it's a really interesting system so I look forward to to bringing that um, here on the show and discussing that more with you and of course Rowan is is an awesome cardomancer herself and uh, she's got a few things that uh, I know she would love to share about the Lenormand so we're going to have that be coming up and um, yeah so all kinds of interesting stuff going on definitely check out the wild hunt definitely check out these lenormand cards i think you'll like them and of course definitely check out modern witch magazine um so we're gonna get to uh the playlist now and like again this is music that um is really near and dear to my heart and one of the things that you, that i want everyone to understand as we're going into uh this full moon playlist is that music is such a giant part of my spirituality and I'm a big fan of haunting music. I like music that sticks with you. Um, and if I can't have a song that sticks with me, I want a song that I can fall into. And so this is going to be kind of an interesting, magical exploration into uh, different sounds, different vibrations, different different ways of surrendering and allowing yourself to kind of become one with the universe as we have this wonderful full moon energy. Um, so stay tuned and, and definitely listen. We've got some really great stuff. I've got everything from Monica Richards to Fawn. Um, we've even got some Sully Erna. We've got uh, Soria, uh, Kelliana, of course, Wendy Roll. Uh, we've got some really interesting stuff, so stay tuned. Um, you're listening to the Modern Witch Podcast here on the Pagan Radio Network.
free him for man. At sea, as night hath stars more rare than ships in ocean, faith from soul to soul, so all the wonder of her lips hints her innavigable soul. Such light she gives as guide my bark, but I am swallowed in the swell of her heart's ocean, fatally dark, that holds my heaven and holds my hell. In her I live and moot my new dancing moment in the sun. In her I die, a sterile shoot of nightshade in oblivion. In her myself dissolves, a grain of salt cast careless in the sea. My passion purifies my pain to peace past personality. Love of my life, God grant the years confirm the chrism Rose to rude, anointing love, aspurging tears in the sanctifying solitude. Man is so infinitely small in all these stars, determinate, maker and the molder of them all. Man is so infinite. Good job.
tragic size As if your God has passed you by Well, hey, ooh, that's your deception Your angels speak with jilted tongues The serpent's tail has come undone You have no strength to squander
darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. And we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light. And we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. Power of
gentle as a feather. I'll catch a rainbow from the sky and tie the ends together. Paradise anything but the pleasures of this present life, or the pains of hell, anything but the tiresome fatigue which the followers of the religions have to endure in the form of prayer, 
fast, holy war and pilgrimage. Know that I have delivered you by this letter of mine from your chains and freed you from your bonds. Whatever is forbidden for the perverted world becomes lawful for you and for those of your degree. I address myself to you with the same words that have been addressed to Muhammad when he reached your position. Today, you are allowed to eat the good things, and the food of these who have been given the book is allowable for you. When the believer reaches the highest degree of faith, he is dispensed from the religious practices. No more fasts for him, no prayers, no pilgrimage, no jihad, no food, drink, dress or woman whatsoever is forbidden to him. You and your brethren are the heirs that inherit paradise. In this world, however, you inherit its pleasures and enjoyments that are forbidden to the ignorant that cling to the religions of the lawgivers. You are to be congratulated that you are no longer bothered with their religions. Whoever reaches this stage has acquired the keys of heaven and earth, found the philosopher's stone, and is in the possession of the great metal. He is dwelling in paradise and drinking fountain of life. And welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast. You're listening to us here on the Pagan Radio Network, and I'm your host, Devin Hunter. Um, so I wanted to take uh, some time in between the, the, the music and the, the cool vibes and all this good stuff to um, kind of continue some of the discuss this, this, some of the discussion we've been having about ecstatic witchcraft. And if you've listened to the last two episodes, we've kind of talked about the fundamentals. We've talked about um, kind of looking at yourself um, through a different lens, those kinds of things. But one of the things that I would like to share with you are 10 things that you can actually do right now to start adding an ecstatic um, kind of variance, start adding that ecstatic vibration into your life right now as a witch. And the important thing to know um, as, as we're kind of going through these is that your mundane life and your magical life, um, especially if we're looking at them through an ecstatic witchcraft lens, are, are one and the same. They, they're not a separate thing. Um, one of the, the core principles of ecstatic witchcraft, in, at least in, in, in my understanding of it, um, is that you will have magical things manifest themselves in your mundane life. And you will have mundane things manifest themselves in your magical life. And so as we're kind of moving through this, I want us to think about um, the actual bridging of the gap, the actual pulling in of the mundane and the spiritual. Because we we have to be a witch all the time. You have to wear your pointy hat all the time. You can't just take it off. So um, we're going to be talking about 
10 different things you can actually do right now um, to to add an ecstatic flair. And so the first thing is choose to be present. You actually have to choose to be in the now. You have to be able to look at yourself and see where all of your energy is pouring out, where where it's all going within this one moment. Are you, you know, are you in front of a computer screen with, you know, either like the TV on or, you know, the radio on or, you know, any of those things? Looking at yourself right now, are you in the moment? You know, are you actually having a discussion with somebody or are you just going through the motions? Um, one of the things that comes up a lot with my clients is that um, the, the, everyone kind of hits this little bit of a slump. Um, and it, there's a lot of going through the motions, but not the emotions of life. And so when we're talking about choosing to be in the present, that is saying that you are choosing to be self-aware. You are choosing to understand fully where you are at in that moment. And if that means that you're sitting across the table from your boyfriend and you're having lunch, then that's what that means. If that means that you're changing diapers, then that's what that means. But really being fully in the present so that you don't have one foot in yesterday, you don't have one foot in tomorrow. Um, you have both feet in today. That is that is the first step in, in inviting um, ecstatic witchcraft and ecstatic kind of theories and practices into your life. Be in the present. Um, the next thing is cut the drama out. Um, one of the things that I, I often am telling people is that a bird can't fly if it's full of crap. And it's true. That's why birds do that involuntarily every 20 minutes. Um, when you're looking at drama, it, it, you have to think, is this my drama or is this somebody else's drama? Is my ability to be a go-to person, my ability to be a healer, a caregiver within the community, I know a lot of you are, does that make you more susceptible to taking on other people's drama? Yes. Yes, it does. And you have to be able to be one of those people where you can look around you, you can see where someone else's life, someone else's cup is spilling over into your own. And a lot of the things that happen when we look at drama, when we look at um, the kind of that crazy, frantic, anxious energy that, that tends to kind of spill forth from our community into our lives, what actually is happening with that is that you're taking on other people's burdens it's one thing to say when you when you've calmed down i would love to talk to you about this once you've once you are grounded and centered i would love to talk to you about this but as an energetically sensitive person you are holding on to a lot of stuff all the time somebody comes to you or if you're at work or you're you know even at the mall and there's drama and you at all give your attention to it it is seeping into your life um, and so we have to be those people who realize that drama has no place in our lives. And part of that is, if, if you're like me, you just don't have time for it to begin with. Um, but the other part of it is that as an energetically sensitive person, if I allow my life force to engage in, in that dramatic, over-the-top um, victim, you know, everyone wants to be a victim, no one can just be a hero kind of uh, place, then... I'm allowing my life force to manifest itself in a way that is beneath me. And I want you all to think about that. Your life force is such a precious, precious, beautiful thing. Are you allowing it to manifest in ways that are actually negative for you? Are you too giving? Are you allowing yourself to get swept away in somebody else's stuff? And if that is the case, then how is it affecting your energy? How is it affecting your ability to be in the now in your own life?
Okay, so that's number two. Number three is demand sanctuary. And I am totally big on this. Um, your home should be sanctuary. Your home should be the place that you can go to after work or after you've been out in the community that is a place in which you can fully let yourself go. You can let that energy body go. You don't have to hold things in anymore. And that once you come into your, your home, not only do you find a place of peace, but you find a place of cleansing, you find a place of stability. So in a lot of ways, it all starts at home. You know, and we're, we're always saying that about pretty much anything that we're doing. It all has to start at home. In this case, that's absolutely true. You have to allow your home to become a sanctuary. Um, you know, that means making sure that your your home is clean. It means going through and cleansing your house, you know, smudging and and uh, setting up that energetic space that is that is someplace you can go when you need to just kind of not have to be bombarded with stuff. Um, for me, the whole house is is, is really a sanctuary. Um, but specifically, I have kind of a space that's just dedicated so that if I have to go get some womb time, if I need to go just spend time with goddess, I can remove myself and I can find a place of peace. Um, now, if you're a parent and so you've got kids running around, there are ways you can do this. Um, there absolutely are ways you can do this. Part of it is that, uh, you know, it's about engaging the energy, engaging your children's energy, um, seeing ways and finding ways that calm everyone down. Um, if, if that is that, you know, for 30 minutes, everybody sits around and, you know, they only listen to the radio or there is no, um, background music or anything like that going on. You know, there is no TV on, then that's what that means. But you have to be able to put yourself in the situation, in the position where you can actually demand the sanctuary. Um, and for me, like I said, that's the, the whole house is a sanctuary at this point, but, um, you can put crystals, you can do candles, you can do all those things, but your home really needs to be a safe, sacred space all of the time. Not just when you want to cast a circle, um, be present in your magic. Um, and so the idea of this is, is really for me, it's about being in the presence of your magic. And so, um, when you, when you hear us talk about goddess and just kind of being in the presence of goddess, and that's how we connect to her, it's the same kind of idea, but with your magic. And so you want to connect to your magic by simply being present with it. It's, you know, being in the presence of your magic. Um, and so if, if you have a, a spell candle that's, that takes a couple of days, you know, if you're using like a seven day uh, jar candle, then actually putting yourself in a position where you are seeing it every day, where you're a part of that, that interaction every day, you can see your magic manifesting. It's a really important thing. Um, if you have the ability to put altars around your house, put some altars up, if you have the ability to, and one thing too, especially for you women out there who, you know, you have your, your, your purses, one thing that you can absolutely do is, is, you know, take an Altoids can, um, put some, you know, put a little thing of salt and, and, uh, some crystals in it and maybe even a little mini statue and some candles, you know, birthday candles were perfect for this. And you've got yourself a little traveling altar. Um, I keep one in my book bag all the time. Gentlemen, put one in your book bag. Um, it's, it's just one extra way for you to be able to reconnect to things. Another way of looking at this is that if you are somebody who has magical tattoos, um, like I do, then one of the things that you want to look at is really that idea that your tattoos on your body really are your ritual items on your body, that, that altar that is the body. And, you know, I always tell people that, you know, absolutely your body is a temple. You know, you are a god. Your body is a temple. So this is the artwork. These are the things that are decorating your temple. And so, you know, if you have uh, if you have a, a tattoo that wasn't meant to be magical, but yet you feel can be, then 
make it magical. You know, if you've got pentagrams or pentacles or a fairy star or, you know, your totem animal, whatever those things are on your body, actually spend time connecting to them. It's one thing just to have a symbol painted on your body. It's another thing to have a symbol on your body that means something to you, that you know, you know the vibration behind it. Um, you know, people get like wolves tattooed on their bodies because they, they, you know, they feel like they're a wolf person, but that's it. They just have a wolf on their body. Well, that's great. That's art. That's wonderful art. Connect to your wolf. You know, um, if you're, if you're wearing jewelry, connect to the jewelry, but it's really be in the presence of your magic. If you're, if you're in the presence of your magic, it's really hard not to be magical. Okay. So that's one, that's one way of doing it. Um, you need to explore the divine within. So this is that next, that's, that's kind of next spot. Exploring the divine within really first and foremost means that you understand that you are divine. You are goddess, you know, you are, you are God and divinity that is pre-gender. You know, we all come from that place. We all come from that, that, um, that, that, that very unique, uh, spark of life. And so right now, as we're looking at adding ecstatic uh, work into our lives, we need to understand that we are the static. We are the ecstatic. Um, you know, oftentimes we say that the universe is, you know, just expressing itself in all of our beings. So every time a new person or a new animal or a new planet or any of those things actually manifest themselves, that is just the divine experiencing its own existence. And so that is to say that I am everything and you are everything. And because we are both everything, we are everything. It's, it's a very big concept. You are divine. My divinity connects me to your divinity. And so to be approaching it from the ecstatic place is to say that you recognize that there is a part of the divine within you. And if you're like me, then that means that uh, there's there's a wonderful source of, of energy to pull from, of strength to pull from when we have those not so godly things happen to us. Um, the next thing is going to be is kind of a segue from, you know, acknowledge your own divinity to cleanliness is godliness. And this is absolutely true. And I am absolutely a victim of not shaving for a couple of days. And especially if it's a, if I've got two days off, you know, I look all scruffy and, you know, all of those things. But at the same point in time, I'm also a very big believer that if you are somebody who is surrounded with filth, that is what you will have. If you are somebody who is dirty all the time, that's what you're going to get. And I know that sound, it might sound a little harsh to folks, but it is absolutely true. Um, we know that energetically we are resonating. Energetically we are vibrating. If there is filth all around you, that filth is vibrating as well. And if you're around it enough, then eventually your vibration will sync up with its vibration. And then that is what you get. Um, you, you need to be clean. You need to, to go take a shower. Go take pride in the way that you look. Go take pride in yourself. Go take pride in your cleanliness. Um, there's, there's used to be, I know when I first started, um, in the pagan community, um, there, there were, uh, there were a little big group of people who just felt that being dirty connected them to the earth somehow. Well, it may connect you to the earth, but it definitely pushes you away from the rest of us, um, because you stink. So go take a shower and take some pride in yourself because you are divine. And I'm not saying that the dirt isn't divine. I'm not saying that your body odor isn't divine. It just doesn't smell that way. Okay. Um, and if you are walking down the street and you're dirty, then of course you're going to, you're going to have a different level of interaction with folks 
than you would otherwise. You're going to feel differently about yourself than you would otherwise. Um, we add this to the idea of, you know, being spiritually clean. And one of the things that I do want to real quick kind of discuss is the idea of spiritual purity. And I want to make sure everyone knows the difference between spiritual cleanliness and spiritual purity. Um, purity seems to be one of those words that we somehow equate with somebody who is inexperienced or um, naive or in some cases virgin and, and those kinds of things. We're not going for that. We're going for cleanliness. And so to be pure, it means that you purify yourself. Your energy body is constantly being bombarded with things. It is constantly um, accepting little little offerings that other people make, whether we're conscious of it or not. And our energy body then becomes something that is holding on to other people's negativity. Sometimes it's our own negativity. And eventually, because of how the energy body works, we know the cycling of energy um, going from the feet up to the top to the crown of the head and back down through. If you've got those little blocks, not only is it going to get in your way of being able to connect, but it's going to get in your way of being able to be aligned. And eventually those negative things that are just kind of floating in your energy body and your aura will become part of it. And so spiritual cleanliness is next to godliness. And of course, as above, so below, right? Um, you want to tune in to the environment regularly. So that's the next thing. Um, when we talk about tuning in, that, that really is, um, I think the best way I can kind of explain this is it's kind of like walking down the road and you've got a million thoughts in your head. And then suddenly it's almost as if your ears pop and all of the thoughts just kind of fade away and you're just there in the moment. And you're able to kind of look around and see that, oh, well, I almost walked out in the middle of the road. Or, um, oh, that person's got an interesting, you know, whatever. And we just be suddenly become aware of our environment. And that's a feeling and that's an experience that we want to have a lot more often than we tend to. The idea is that um, for as great as all of the cerebral um, and, and kind of philosophical approaches to witchcraft that there are, and as great as those do tend to help us connect to ourselves in a deeper sense, we have to connect to the absolute present. We have to connect to our environment within the moment. We have to become very aware of the space around us. One of the things that I am a very big stickler for, especially in my level one classes when I, when I teach witchcraft, is psychic development. Um, getting to know yourself, getting to know your energy body, getting to know how your, how your energy body affects other people's energy bodies and all of those things. And what I am I'm often finding myself telling uh, my students is that if you are sitting in a room alone, you should be able to feel the space around you. You should be able to feel if there's an energy that shifts within the room. Um, you should be able to feel if someone is staring at you, you know, those kinds of things. And if we're just lost in space, if we're just kind of up there and we're having a very um, kind of, you know, seven of, of cups moment where we're just kind of building castles in the sky and we're daydreaming or we're focused on something that, um, is, is a redundant issue at that point, then we're not actually engaging our environment. And you want to be able to engage your environment because that takes it from just being an observer to being somebody who is an engineer. You're creating the energy within your environment. It's one thing to take a look around you. It's another thing to be part of what's around you. 
Um, next thing is going to be that you definitely want to isolate and, and void your, your negative thoughts and your negative cycles and your negative patterns. And this gets back to number one, which is just really choosing to be in the present. Um, when we're isolating our negative thoughts, when we're isolating our, um, negative energies that are coming off, that's, that's sometimes it's as simple as, um, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you don't, and then you've just crossed yourself or, I would really love to be this one day, but you know what? I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'll never get there. All you're doing is crossing yourself. All you're doing is actually putting resistance in your way from doing anything. And so you want to be able to kind of nullify or void out um, energies that you're sending off. And one of the things, um, if you if you read any of Christopher Penzak's books, he totally talks about this. Lori Cabot, I know, talks about this. In fact, Rowan and I were just talking about this. Um, but the idea is that if you have a thought that goes out there and you know, oh, you know what? I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have just let that out there. Then you go back and you envision what you just said. You envision that thought that just went out. And if you're me, if you're like me, you, you energetically write void and big red letters all over it, and um, and then you let that go and you see it dissipate. You see it disappear, and that gives you the ability to kind of take that energy back into your energy body. Um, so think about what you're putting out there into the universe. Think about how one little negative thought could actually trip up a whole series of events um, magically, energetically. Um, you have to forgive yourself and you have to grow. And this is uh, this is an interesting thing because, of course, this does get much more philosophical. But, you know, we're always told to forgive and forget. And I think which you should never forget. I think that being, I think if we were to forget, it would mean that we lost the lesson. And as witches, we're, we're, we're always tuning into our path. We're always questioning why this turn in the path has led us to where we are at now so we can make different decisions in the future. Our spiritual choices uh, really mimic that. It mimics the idea of a path and, and that we will walk upon this path and we will end up at the end of the journey. And I think that that's very indicative of life. At the same point, though, we must remember that if we are slighted or if something happens to us, that, that is the universe opening up and letting us become aware of energies that are manifest in our lives, energies that have manifest within ourselves. And so we have to be able to be the people who we can forgive when energy or when somebody or something has gone wrong or somebody has done us wrong. But we must always remember Part of remembering is is coming out of it. So if you get knocked on your butt, you have to be able to forgive the universe for knocking you on your butt. You have to accept that you may have, you know, been somebody who kind of helped yourself fall on your butt. And then you have to be able to forgive yourself and you have to be able to forgive anybody else who's part of that. That doesn't mean that you forget. It means that you grow from it. You choose to grow from it. If that means that you have to cut people out of your life, that means you cut people out of your life. But are you growing? Are you moving forward? Or are you staying stagnant or even worse, taking steps behind? Um, the last thing I want, I want to talk about, um, which is really to ritually support your ecstatic process. And so this means that if you're one of those witches who just doesn't really have a whole lot of stuff to cast spells for, or you used to cast a lot of spells, but you don't really do it now, this is a great way of just kind of reintroducing things back into your practice. Um, so the idea is that if you're ritually supporting your process, 
This means that um, if your specific goal is to be is to open up and become more with, you know, become one with the universe or work on that energy or that idea, then you want to do magic that's going to support that. Um, and that could be anything from uh, even a psychic awareness candle or psychic development candle. You could do what I do, uh, which is kind of working with the mantra uh, or the archetype of universal flow. I am universal flow. And I've got a candle that is dressed specifically for that, that I get to burn each day. And as I'm burning it, I'm allowing myself to sink in with the energy of the universe that is flowing through me and flowing around me. If you are um, somebody who right now you're looking at ways of connecting to other people, do a candle to help you connect other people, do ritual work to help you connect other people. If you've been lonely, do a candle, do a spell work to help you find other people. Focus on it, it, it. Never ever focus on the end, and so never focus on the kind of the end means. You don't want it to be that. Oh, I'm going to cast this spell um, so that I can, you know, get a new job. No, um, especially if that job is something that is not in your skill set. You want to you want to cast a spell to help you find the tools to get that new job, um, or you know, cast a spell to help you find the tools to become. Um, a member of society or you member of your 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 uh, witchcraft culture in the area or any of those things but you want to be looking at the idea of cultivation of tools because that's part of the path right we can't just jump from a to z and and forget the other 24 letters and so ritually supporting your path or your path ritually supporting your process means that you are doing magic to help you along if you have a hammer and your magic are the nails use your freaking hammer right um, so those are just a few, a few, just a few couple things uh, that you can be doing right now to add some ecstatic flair into your craft. Um, and stay tuned. You're listening to the Modern Witch Podcast on Pagan Radio, and uh, we're going to flip over to some more music. And I will see you guys on the other side of the show. between the pavements She will buckle train lines Bridges all collapsing And the towers of the mighty Become frail As she opens up her belly To devour and the poison Her oceans will make islands of the mainlands Her tendrils will be wrapped around the cables And the buried 
nothing in particular You shut your mouth, how can you say I go about things the wrong
dedicated to Henry Farman. In the years of the primal course, in the dawn of terrestrial birth, man mastered the mammoth and horse, and man was the lord of the earth. He made him in hollow skin from the heart of an holy tree. He compassed the earth therein, and man was the lord of the sea. He controlled the vigorous steam, he harnessed the lightning for hire, he drove the celestial team, and man was the lord of the fire. Deep mouthed from their thrones, deep seated, the choirs of the eons declare the last of the demons defeated. A man is the lord of the air. Arise, O man, in thy strength, the kingdom is thine to inherit, till the high gods witness at length that man is the lord of his spirit.
Hi there, I'm Storm Fairy Wolf from the Mystic Dream, the online spiritual supply store catering to magic, witchcraft, and spirit. Check out our online store where you will find crystals, candles, ritual supplies, and herbs, or browse over our large selection of free spells and rituals. And while you're at it, why not book a psychic reading with some of the most talented mediums, clairvoyants, and tarot experts in the modern occult world? We also offer magical and conjure services like setting of lights, custom mojos, and a wide range of our very own conjure and magical products blended in-house handcrafted oils, bath salts, powders, waters, incense, dressed candles, and more. Available only at The Mystic Dream. Visit us online at www.themysticdream.com or give us a call at 925-933-2342. The Mystic Dream, where ancient wisdom meets the new aeon.
night, and welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast. You're listening to us here on the Pagan Radio Network, and uh, I'm your host, Devin Hunter. You have been listening to my Full Moon playlist, and to find out uh, all the tracks and where you can go to get their music, you can check out the show notes. Um, those they're listed every time the show goes up. Their show notes. Um, Rowan will be back with us next week, and we've got a super awesome surprise. Um, we've got Kellyana who will be joining us uh, for the next episode, and we are going to be uh, really covering her new album, The Ancient Ones. And I'm really, really excited about this. Of course, you know that uh, we are huge Kellyana fans here on the show. And um, to be able to actually bring you guys uh, her new single from The Ancient Ones and to be able to share some magic uh, with with you guys with Kellyana, it's going to be amazing. So do definitely stay tuned. Um, Follow us. Come on next week. All that good stuff. Um, You can find us on the web by going to our Facebook. Uh, you just actually type in Modern Witch Podcast. We're right there on Facebook. Um, there's also links on the Pagan Radio Network site, um, and you can go to modernwitchonline.com, uh, which is in construction still. Um, all that hopefully will be up next week. And uh, yeah, so all kinds of really great stuff. Do definitely check out our show sponsors, The Mystic Dream. Um, they do provide all the underwriting support that we need here on the show to make this happen. Um, so yeah, definitely check those out. Once again, that's www.themysticdream.com. And they've got just about everything you actually need. Um, and if they can't get it for you, they'll tell you who can. Um, so definitely check them out. And uh, once again, you've been listening to The Modern Witch on Pagan Radio Network. And uh, we will see you next week. Uh, We're going to be taking a little bit of um, uh, some personal leeway here. And I'm going to be playing a song for you guys as we're exiting that is uh, from Kellyana. And uh, it's one of those songs that really means a lot to me. She sang it to me um, at the Earth Warriors Festival last year, um, and it was just for me, and it totally was what I needed to hear. So maybe someone out there needs to hear this too. And uh, this is Kellyana with This New Day off of her album, I Walk With the Goddess. From the darkness, day is dawning. In my darkest hour I seek the light All my pain and all my sorrow May it ease with this new day May my tears remain uncounted And I bid the goddess be my guide For where you lead, you know I'll follow At the dawning of this new day At this crossroad, the way seems clouded And I bid the goddess be my guide Grant me grace and grant me vision At the dawning of this new day May my strength and may my power Lift me up and light my way I see 
I seek wisdom at the dawning of this new day. At the dawning of this new day. At the dawning of this new day.